are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is United 96 Podcast with your hosts, John Hoffman and Brian Kane. Hi, Brian. Hey, John. This is a, this is a different configuration than you're used to. Uh, we had We had quite a few... Uh, Brian Ted shows while I was either playing softball or recovering from various ailments. This is the first time that Ted is on the injured reserve, uh, and and I'm here, and Brian is my co-pilot. Uh, yes, uh, I I don't know what the uh, I'm I'm the injury sub at a, at a <laughs> last minute injury sub for a uh, um, you know like a calf strain and warm up. Uh, so here I so am. So I'm. I'm still. If you're, no one's, no one's here watching at the moment. But if if you were, it's it's blurry. I'm still, I'm still popping positive COVID tests uh, a week, a week on. I'm told though I'm no longer contagious based on science and whatnot. But you know, uh, work, work, work does not go on science. Work wants a negative test. So anyway, <laughs> enough, enough COVID talk. Let's talk about. Uh, let's do the thing we normally do. Okay, Brian, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was pretty good. Um, fantastic weather for middle of june i assume the same for you um yes i got to spend some time with family i spent three hours out on my back deck watching formula one um yeah. it was uh it was a good time so you know I, you and i and ted have talked off stream um if this team doesn't turn it around we can we can turn into a formula one podcast real quick I think we'll get better listenership if we do. To be honest with you, I don't think we'll lose anything in the in the changeover. Yeah, uh, how was my weekend? I you know have COVID, so that's a strike, and my mm-hmm. wife has COVID, and my child has COVID. Um, so Father's Day was uh, chill. Was very uh, a very mum affair uh, this weekend. I think the highlight probably was uh, eating pizza outside uh, and napping. So I napped. I napped for three hours on Sunday, in the that's middle of the afternoon. That's I, I think that's it is optimal. I, I, I that that's going to be hard to beat. I think overall, uh, and for those of you who have joined late, we don't know if Ted has COVID. Ted is coughing. We'll we'll see. I don't know. I don't think I can transmit it via uh, Google Hangout or, <laughs> or Zoom. But if if so, that might be the first. That might be the first one yet. The first one. Uh, we're we're getting uh, Arsenal slander in the chat, by the way, from first yeah, time yeah. viewers. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I saw that. I saw that. I, you know, <laughs> just just making sure you saw it. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into the the uh, that soccer thing. So okay. DC United. Yeah, we had there were. Oh, but first, before we do that, I wanna I wanna take this opportunity for those of you who are watching live and those of you who are listening later uh, to plug again. I'm wearing the merch. I am the guy wearing the band T-shirt at the show he's at, um, but if I don't, if I don't sell me. Who will sell me? I think that's how the maybe the phrase goes. Uh, but if you want to get some podcast swag, uh, be it coffee mugs, T-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, like I'm wearing, probably don't need a sweatshirt for June. Uh, but if you wanted it, like I am right now, you can go to rfkrefugees.com/slash/merch and check it out. There's also Washington Spirit swag from our Washington Spirit podcast. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, you know, we always encourage that. We encourage, uh, supporting the show any, in any channel, any way you want to do it. We have a Patreon, uh, which gets you the show, the full show unedited, uh, the night it's done. So you get a head start on everybody else. Um, and we also offer you the ability to subscribe to this, 
uh, Twitch stream if you're a person that does that. <laughs> so that that is something uh, you can use your Amazon Prime Twitch subscription. You get one free per month if you want to use it. If you want me to tell you how to do it offline, I will do it. I don't get on it on the show. It's kind of stupid and convoluted. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that we just uh, would love the support. This is a. I don't. I don't want to say this is a labor of love. It is very clearly. We all have extremely full time jobs and uh, lives and wives and children and, and whatnot and dogs in some cases. Uh, and it's even harder when the teams that we are covering are very bad. So this season's real rough. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's, and everyone's got COVID. So if you have it in your mind to want to support the show, this is a great opportunity to do so. That's yep. that's that. And then last but not least, we have a free ticket for this Saturday against Nashville, 5 p.m. kickoff. Uh, to get the ticket, all you have to do is message the show and say, hi, I would like the one free ticket, please. I love your show. And then you win it. So that is uh, that's a call out to do that the end uh speaking of of tickets john um i think we're hoping that uh in in the coming weeks uh starting two weeks from now um that uh, a a few players will be punching a ticket uh to dulles or whatever dc area airport um let's talk about some of the transfer rumors before we get into any gameplay um, looking at DC, you know, last week you and uh, Ted talked um, a little bit, mostly about uh, Sonny Kittle and uh, him, his potential arrival. But there have been some additional rumors coming out this week. Um, talk a little bit about what's been uh, going around on the Twitterverse related to DC. Yeah, even even worse, the Sonny Kittle move may not be on now. Uh, there was reports out of Germany today, basically saying. Boy, it's very complicated to get a move to MLS. There are nine million different mechanisms that you have to satisfy, and you have to know the secret password and, and know the ingredients to the cookie recipe. Uh, and so that might not happen. That is now fifty-fifty. Mm. So uh, keep that in mind. So we we sort of acted as though that were uh, done. And even in the show yeah. notes, I said reports are that the the <laughs> agreement is done and will be finalized this week. Uh, but I wrote that this morning. So things have changed even since. Uh, but there are additional players. Uh, that that this the, the most recent one is Fabio Gomez of uh, Athletic Minero, uh, a club that is familiar to you if you are – and that's not even true. I thought I knew a player that came from there that played for DC United. That's not true. It, maybe you just follow the Brazilian League. Maybe you're just one of those guys. Uh, and you have – you, maybe you have a, uh, a Fanatis – connection like I do where you can watch the every league ever. Uh, but he also played for the Red Bulls in the past, scored seven goals in 30. Uh, this year has scored two goals in nine uh, for Minero. But uh, apparently DC United and Cruz Azul are both looking at him as a loan uh, deal for this year. To me, that says Nigel Roberta really is not it. Uh, and uh, we need additional striking help. Or it means that the, the previous striker... Uh, from uh, Vicenza is not coming, <laughs> and they're and they're moving down the list to Plan C and D and E. So, who knows? That's yeah, a, that, um, that that one's that one's very new. That's a this morning. Uh, okay. Rumor. Yeah, I was about to say because uh, the the uh, the Henri from uh, Venezia uh, haven't seen anything uh, in at least a week on that. So that that's usually not a good sign. No. No, and, and you know we got teams like the Columbus Crew paying 
uh, $12 million for uh, Watford strikers, and then here we are. But, you know, as we've said on this show a hundred times, sometimes sometimes you're shopping at uh, Balenciaga, and sometimes you're shopping at a, a Burlington Co-Factory. And uh, you got to know who you are and uh, know what you're looking at. So, mm-hmm. Sonny Kittle, uh, TBD on that one. Uh, Martin Martin Rodriguez from a second division Turkish club. Again, a, 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 a league that everyone here watches, just like two Bundesliga. So you're all going to have uh, entirely informed opinions about this player. Uh, but with Alte SK, uh, a left winger, rumored to potentially maybe fit as a left back, uh, considering we have no cover there. And Brad Smith is had a charitably uneven season this year. Uh, rumors are out of Turkey that we have agreed with his club for a $330,000 release clause, which is right in our right in our budget wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, his former team wants him back, but he does not appear to want to go. Colo Colo. Um, so there are a bunch of, there are a bunch of maybes. There are Twitter rumors all over the place. Uh, I think a lot of people have said like they would prefer you know, active Twitter rumors to nothing, uh, to just sort of like, you know, surprise if anything does happen. So what do you, what do you feel about that? Do you, do you like having DC United's name in and amongst all these players that you don't know, but at least, uh, says that they are a realization that this team needs new players now? You know, I, I like it a lot better if the, if the headline, um, includes the word like talks underway or, you know, has communication with agent, not just sort of a, a soft linkage. You know, I think uh, there's a lot to be said for um, the positives and negatives of what you see on Twitter. You know, uh, I'm, I'm getting a little Arsenal hate in the in the chat, but uh, you know, I look there and they just you know, with no communication, signed somebody this week. Went from never having heard of somebody to he's on the team. So. You know, I think it can go both ways, but you know, I think when you start hearing DC thrown around and that not just, hey, a player is linked, but DC's, you know, reaching out, making contact with the team, an offer has been submitted, a bid has been submitted, um, those sort of things that you hear a little bit more from other teams, um, when you start hearing more of that, that's when I start to perk up. Outside of that, it's uh, it's slim pickings, and you know I, I really just want this team to to do something because right. um, what we have is not working. Speaking of that, there was a game that we all had to watch. Are you sure uh, this weekend? I'm, <laughs> I am I am fairly certain that there was. Uh, there were no shots on goal registered, so it's sort of like a tree falling in the forest situation. But uh, I can be I can be assured that I watched ninety minutes of something. Uh, a, a DC United uh, visiting Chicago Fire SC, I believe, is their now full formal name. Uh, okay, it's very important to get it right. Uh, one nothing loss. Uh, once again, uh, there was a. I think there. <laughs> So since uh, somebody had said it, so since DC United decided to prioritize the league over the Red Bulls in the Open Cup, they have two points from a possible 12, which is not great. Uh, I don't even think that actually counts the Open Cup loss. So that's technically could have been 15 points. Anyway, uh, yeah, as I said, no shots on target. It's a challenge to win the game when you don't have any shots on target. That's been, I've tradi- you know, that's, I, you know, stats are stats and, uh, 
tactics are tactics, but I think that, that, that one holds true. It's very challenging. Uh, you can, however, get a 0-0 draw with no goals that are no shots on target. We've seen that. That has happened yeah. in the past. But, you know, just as a as an overall, we're not going to get too deep in a, in a game in which United was unable to get a shot on goal. But uh, my general interpretation of the game was there were there was no cohesive attack, no ability to do any build-up play, no ability to maintain possession. Uh, there was ostensibly more danger in the second half. Uh, a grand total of 0.87 XG for DC United. I know a lot of our listeners hate expected goals, but when you don't score and you don't get any shots on goal, there's very other limited metrics to talk about your offensive effectiveness. So we got to do what we got to do. Uh, Burnbaum missing a header in the first half is probably pretty big, but that is unfortunately becoming a really common sight. The man has lost his GPS for goal uh, <laughs> on headers. He used to be pretty good at it. He is uh, no longer good at it. It's uh, It's just not good anymore. Uh, and DC United had a higher XG in the second half more than Chicago, even, even with Chicago scoring the goal. But I think that was most likely due to the fact that, uh, Fabian Airbears scored a header off of like a, like a Schross, uh, unfortunately. So I think that might be why they got undercounted on the XG. It shouldn't have gone in. It just happened to, mm-hmm. did you have a, did you, were you able to watch the highlights of that game by any chance? Uh, I, I did catch a little bit of the highlights, but, um, did you see uh, that goal go in? Yes. Did you have any problem with the way Romo defended it? Um, you know, I, I, maybe it, it, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I have so many problems. I, I, I'll be honest. I did, I didn't pay too much attention to, to his defending. Um, but it sounds like maybe you have a have a position or a thought on on how there he was just a that. lot of there were a lot of Twitter conversations about the goalkeeping situation becoming even more and more dire now. I didn't see it as a he's made worse mistakes, yes, which we've all seen. So there's that. Like it's not as it's not quite as nailed on. But I think that if people were looking to him as a Bill Hamid successor. And I, you know, I said from the start, like this man was a sometime starter in a a third tier European league, mm-hmm. probably not going to be wearing a cape and rescuing you. Uh, otherwise, otherwise we would not have got him the way we did. Uh, but that did not stop people's optimism uh, from thinking he was going to, because he played in Belgium, he was going to come right in and save the day. Mm-hmm. And maybe he still will, but uh, he isn't yet. I think but, he's a better Band-Aid than Kempen. Um, oh, I think that's he, true. Yeah, and he brings a couple things differently. Um, you know, he's had his fair share of mistakes, but when he's when he's not making mistakes, I think he is maybe better at Bill in playing out from the back, which I think with our sort of five across the back setup um, might be a l- a little bit more advantageous to us. Um, you know, at least in the couple games that, that I remember seeing him just maybe connecting a little bit in, in that way, a little bit better with the ball at his feet. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I've also seen him make a number of mistakes from that place, from, from that position as well. It's so challenging to focus on that attribute in the broader context of what appears to be DC United's entire lack of a game plan <laughs> yeah. in these games that have been occurring. Like, it's... it's a, in a team that has a set identity and a team that has like, you know, ideas going forward and, and, and really good chances that are made not just from blind crosses, uh, but from like, you know, movement off the ball and one, two passing, 
then I think you're like, all right, well, there's like, that's that's something you want to have. DC United is just so devoid of that right now. You know, Nahar coming back helps. Uh, they were kicking him around. They were kicking Taxi around. Hamid continuing to be out with illness, I think, is a, more of a mixed bag than it would have been in the past. In the past, that would have been DC United is getting no points with Bill out, but Bill has not been himself quite clearly. So that's not really the problem. Uh, Taxi played a full 90 for, I think, the excuse me, maybe the first or second time since he's been here. He had back spasms, which people have speculated was just him not wanting to travel for a Greek, a, a Greek national team game, mm-hmm. which is which would be wild. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just very concerned right now uh, where this team, what this team is planning to do. Like uh, if I'm watching that game again, I'm not going to. I, the once was once was plenty, uh, but I just couldn't see what they were trying to do necessarily. Like I, it it seemed excessively uh, conservative for a team that they were playing a team that hadn't won in ten games uh, with the fire. So mm-hmm. this is this is this is a wooden spoon competition, and you're setting up with a midfield of Jafal, Durkin, and Skundrich behind two attackers. It's just it it, it boggles the mind, really. All uh, you know, he didn't have Flores available. Not necessarily that Flores is is a, is a benefit over any of these players, but Flores was not available. Still rumored to be finalizing a transfer. Uh, Griffin Yao not available again. Westerloo uh, is is the team that is apparently looking at him. So there weren't a lot of options from the bench, but that midfield, you know, I'm not as big of a Jafal supporter as Ted is, or a mm-hmm. lot of people on Reddit are, and that's fine. I think that that's you know I'm 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 tending to be more of a skeptic with rookie players than than a lot of people. I think a lot of people want to be very optimistic about rookies, whereas I will do the exact opposite. Uh, <coughs> sorry, COVID's yeah. still here. <coughs> I will I will uh I will as- assume they're going to disappoint me until they prove otherwise, but this was the bench for the Chicago game. Alfaro Canals, Roberta Estrada, Smith, Kempen, Hope Gund, and Hopkins. Hopkins did not appear. He was the only attacker that did not get in the game. Kamarni Smith once again just just getting way more appearances in MLS in 2022 than I ever thought was possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Michael Estrada is a, plays six minutes in a game where you're chasing a goal. Like, obviously, we're right. You and I are right about this player. He is, he ain't it. Like, clearly, no. if, if, if this is a, a prime opportunity, if you're only attacking player on the bench, and he gets six minutes, not great. Roberta gets 20 minutes, does nothing. So... There weren't a lot of there were no game changers necessarily on the bench, so I guess I can give Chad a little bit of a benefit of the doubt there. But I would maybe say Jackson Hopkins in lieu of Drew Skundrich, um, just to have at least one more player that's got some ideas out there. It's just a it's just a struggle to watch right now, and and wonder what this team is planning to do. Yeah, you know, you know, for all of the the things that have come out with Hernan, you know, post the team letting him go. I think what's become really evident was Hernan was capable at times of getting more from this team than the sum of their parts. And, you know, I think you look back at the first couple of games of the season and we didn't perform well. Performance has not improved since then. Um, You brought up Jafal. You know, I look at central midfield, so, so you know, I'm going to transition to a little bit of a personnel discussion. Jafal is not someone that you bring in because you want them starting every game. 
No, that's a not player. a second round draft pick. No, right. That that's that is someone that you bring in that you see promise in that you bring in in the 60th minute when you're up to nothing to get some game time experience or you bring in in the 70th minute when you're down to one and you need some creativity in your midfield not somebody who starts and plays <coughs> 90 minutes and is meant to carry the team and i you know i think that that transfers in different skill sets to durkin and scundrich as well you know i think Durkin would be a good starter along somebody really strong. And, and, you know, um, uh, I love Russ, but, you know, I don't think we're seeing the best from him this year. Um, That midfield core is weak. And what that has done, especially with Nahar being out, has made us very one-dimensional. We create chances through Gressel down the right. That Mm -hmm. is how we create chances. There, you know, and... If that isn't ticking, and you know, I think Gressel does his best work when him and Taxi can play off each other through the middle, when Taxi is able to play a little bit deeper and not relied upon to try and be up front scoring goals, to be a little bit um, uh, reserved and creating chances. That is when we've been our most effective this year. And if that doesn't click, nothing clicks, and, and we're just really not not doing much and i think that's been evident is um you know we're not getting we're we're, you know we're not getting more than the sum of our parts and we're barely getting the parts that we do have to work in the way that they should yeah i think that's i think that's right it's a it's not a matter of i mean there i i think it's a couple things you mentioned ernan and sort of getting to be able to extract a little bit more than what was what you thought you'd get and that was usually through fitness. That was at least the, you know, that's been his narrative before, during, and after being with DC United. It was like, I have the players I have. The only way we're only, only going to compete is by being able to be out, outfitting them. Um, we're not doing that now. We're not running anyone down anywhere mm-hmm. at, the, at the moment. The press is, the press is non-existent. Um, and, and the midfield is weak from a cons- roster construction perspective. It's weak from a tactical perspective. Um taxi is being relied on, as you say, to do more than maybe he should be doing on a good team. Uh, it's just, it's, it's just really tough right now. You keep coming back to the quote and we're going to get to her in a second that Lucy Russian gave during the dismissal about that. This is a playoff caliber team. We expect to make the playoffs. And then we get linked to like seven players in the July window, which would be more if, if half of these come through, it will be the most active window since, uh, a, uh, a year before RFK uh, was was mm-hmm. ending, so and that was a while ago now at this point. So, which is it, right? You know, uh, we were Ted and I were we were talking. Uh, I think I don't know what we were talking, but basically, and we'll get to this now. So, there, Lucy Russian had an interview uh, on Pitch Pass with Roach, uh, a woman we've tried to talk to on this show for years and have now just given up. So, we're just gonna get, we're just gonna talk to her via podcasts. Other people are doing. Um, hmm. But two really big things that came out. Uh, Taxi was already being pursued prior to her arrival, which is goes very counter to the narrative that is both, I would not say being encouraged by DC United, but certainly not being uh, dissuaded. Mm-hmm. That like Lucy, Lucy Russian is like the new player finder 
uh, of, of DC United and, and anything good that's going to come is going to be through her uh, analysis. And mm-hmm. it's not, it's not Dave Casper. It's, it's her. Uh, so that in that case, that's not that's not going on. And then uh, Roach asked the question, sort of like, and I think a good one, and one I have all the time, about, okay, we're a last place team. We now at least have a training center, not practicing at RFK. Uh, it, it may not be the best in the world, but it exists, so that's an improvement. Um, we fired a coach. We're in an interim situation. Like, how do we attract players? Like, what are we doing to attract players? And she said, you know, our weight room is really good world-class weight room uh, and the facilities are good and players are intrigued at being a part of a rebuild which my my antenna went up on my head when she said that and i was like no they no they don't not not good players maybe if you're 30 like maybe if you're 34 or 35 maybe if you're wayne no i'm not even wayne rooney like uh the things that make players excited are money and opportunity mm-hmm or maybe using this as a, as a platform to go make more money and have more opportunities. Certainly not saying, Hey, yeah, we might be on our third coach in 12 months uh, at the end of this year. And yeah, we're in last place. And yeah, we're looking to change out about five of 11 starting lineup positions here in this window. But uh, yeah, no, you should, everything's very stable. Everything's very good. Promises I make today, you can hold me to because clearly we're on a very even keel right now. Uh, yeah, I I just walked away from from that interview just feeling like I uh, I'm not super confident about the narrative that we've been fed here as, as a fan base. Like, you know, yeah, we may have lost or not, but the plan is in place, man. It's baked in the analysis. The the players that are going to come are going to fit right in, and uh, you know, we've done our due diligence, et cetera, et cetera. You haven't had a chance to listen to that, so all all of that is you know from me right now, but what, yeah. what's your, what's your sort of takeaway from at least the taxi thing? What's, what's your thought there as I'm telling you that that was not a Lucy find? Um, you know, I think, I think maybe surprise maybe just cause we've had so many, um, uh, Casper call ups that, that haven't hit, but the, the rebuild thing actually hits me a little bit harder because you know, I I feel like maybe that's an easier thing to get behind when you have a new, young, exciting coach. Um, you you know, I don't think you can talk about rebuilding until you've got that new figure. Nobody, there is not a player, there's not a DP that's coming to DC United to to follow Chad Ashton to to start him, right? Yep. You know. Um, for and she brought being, that up too. She she called him like a, 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 a I didn't she didn't say world class coach, but she had very high things to say about Chad as being like, yeah, who wouldn't want to come play for this club? And I know she's selling, like she's that she's got a job, right? Yeah. But anyway, Ch- continue. Ch- Chad's Chad's the guy you bring in when your coach got hired away because he did such a good job with your team that another bigger team wanted him. He's not the ideal person that you want to say, hey, we're underperforming. We've completely changed the look of our team. We have no structure. Come in here and get us to the playoffs. Yeah. And, he's cert- and he's certainly not going to draw players here. You know, yeah, I, th- I think um, 
I don't know if it was you or Ted tweeted earlier in the week, you know, like if, you know, if Columbus can pull in somebody from, from, from EPL, what can we do? You know, um, we're the largest uh, Premier League market in the country, um, but we can't get anybody to come to D.C. And, um, you know, the, I think the team has to address that in a certain way, that there's... Um, there's an image issue or there's a, a visibility issue. It doesn't seem like this is a place where players are clamoring to get to. And in a landscape where unlike Europe, where there's a lot more flexibility on salary and things like that, Nobody that's coming here is going to be coming here for a windfall. Nobody is going to be, you know, <clears throat> making bank. You have to have another draw. The draw for the type of player that we're probably looking for is, hey, you're going to come in. You're going to be a figurehead of this team. You're going to be a major component in our success. And I don't think that we've laid out a playbook for them that says we are on a path there. We don't have stable coaching um we are hit or miss on the other players that we're buying you have ownership and, talking about how little money they have and how they're aiming to be middle of the road right like it's 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 not it's not a picture of aspiration that you're selling to these to these potential players you know across the frankly board. frankly i'm i'm amazed um you know i don't even i would this isn't in the show notes um but i'm amazed that we're being talked about for the all-star game. Um, that was a surprise to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Usually that's as a sop, right? Uh, if it's not a new stadium, there's like a, you know, the league will, will, will do you a, do you a solid. They haven't had, they haven't been there since Audi field open. So maybe it was just our turn. Maybe it was already in the cards. Maybe this is comeuppance for, uh, for Baltimore DC, uh, not (laughs) getting uh, world cup hosting. Maybe so. Yeah. I, I talked about the crew and I'm, Neglected to mention the the ownership of the crew being the Haslam's having uh, a lot of money, uh, mm-hmm. that, and that being a that's how you overcome being in Ohio as a, as a destination, right? Like money that that'll do it. DC United has not a lot of money. They have a good location, but they're never going to win a heads up against Miami or LA or New York. Um, just not gonna just not gonna do it for a player that could can go anywhere. They won't choose here. Yep. So you have to be a winner. You have to be a winner with like an exciting coach and you have to be a platform. Uh, Blade Swartles here says in the chat that Lucy misconstrued players being excited by the prospect of a rebuild project versus the opportunity being talked about as a central piece. That helped bring a team up from the bottom, which plays into what John was saying about the players using it as a jump off point to somewhere better. It certainly didn't hurt Lucho for that three-month period. Yeah, you've got you've to be a team that's cooking on all cylinders to be that temporary uh, shop window. And right now, it's a hard sell, I think, to any player. The taxi is not using this to, to come up somewhere else. He's using this as, this is his payday. This is his chance to be the guy. Um, and he's enjoying that so far for, for however long he's here. But yeah. it's, not, it's, yeah. not to be, it's not to move to Arsenal next. It's not, that's not what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So, so you know, I, th- I think but before we go and, 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 and wrap up, uh, previewing the, the next game coming up, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Since we can't interview uh, Lucy on the show, I'm gonna reach out and give a piece of advice. You know, you've got a diverse ownership group here. 
um, minority owners. Uh, yeah, I think there's there's what a press conference kind of with Yogati. Yep. There's got to be an up and coming soccer star who also imagines himself as an up and coming recording artist. So, you know, throw in a guest spot on a track or something <laughs> in the deal. You know, you want to talk about uh, getting players in? Let, let's get creative because that's what this that's what this team needs. They 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 need a creative marketing strategy because <coughs> they 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 don't have the cash to throw around and. Um, we're not in, uh, we're not in LA. So why not? I think, you know, you could be, uh, Mark Ingram's fullback for one game. Uh, it'd be a, that, that's another sort of, that's the way we do it. Right. They're not, they're, they're getting, uh, they're buying chunks of this without having to put any equity in. So let's, Mm -hmm. let's figure out a way to use them as a, as a, as a recruiting tool. I like it. So yeah, uh, let's talk about the game. Well, let's talk about it very briefly. Nashville coming to town this weekend again. Uh, if we have a free ticket giving it away, I'll be there in person. Uh, finally, hopefully, I can't imagine why I wouldn't be at this point, but I'll be there. Nashville lost to Sporting KC uh, two to one this uh, this, this last coming weekend, uh, but it's it, they're sixth in the table, twenty three points in the Western Conference. Twenty three points would I think put them maybe second in the Eastern conference, how, how bad the Eastern conference is at the moment. Uh, it would put them fifth. <coughs> so sorry, but they'd be in the playoff picture. Uh, no Walker, well, no Walker Zimmerman, uh, was in that game. I believe, uh, international duty, most likely Dax McCarty was starting on the bench. Did not appear there starting 11. Uh, uh, Mukhtar started and played 90 minutes. He has traditionally given DC United fits and the times Nashville has played them. DC United is going to have Brendan Hines. I, Brandon Hines Ike back uh, from from yellow cards from red card suspension or yellow mm-hmm. card accumulation. Uh, I think that's the only real uh, addition. There are no, I don't unless Yao is available again. I don't think there's any injuries that were uh, near resolution. I think everyone else is still sort of out for a while. Bill Hamid's still injured from uh, illness. I don't know if he'll be back. Um, I know that uh, Moses Nyman's been out for seven years with a quad injury. <laughs> Uh, so I, you know, I don't think there's any, I don't think the Calvary's coming, uh, for this weekend. So yeah. Do you have any, before we give it to, to a score prediction, do you have any general thoughts about Nashville? Um, I, I, I know I have, I have general bad <coughs> thoughts, F- frankly, until this team shows some sense of working together on uh any level i I, i'm i'm not sure it matters what team we play against so i think that's true we just we just lost to chicago who had not won a game in 10 games so Mm -hmm. that there is some truth to that so if you're a betting man i would bet on nashville this weekend Uh, I'll, i'll give you a score prediction here uh, two nothing is my prediction for this game. They they have not scored more than three goals in their last five games, where they've won two, drawn two, and lost one. Uh, but I also do not see DC United uh, getting on the board, based on the lack of cohesiveness and the lack of additional players coming back in. So yeah, what what's your score prediction? Uh, I'm gonna go two one, um, and and the one's gonna come. Uh, from a penalty. And, and I oh. only say that because I feel like this time last year, Ola Kamara had scored about 15 penalties. Um, He's due. And, we're, and, and we're due. Um, 
So I like that. Uh, I think that's actually the if you're betting that is the, that's the play. The lead pipe lock for United ninety six this week is uh, Nashville money line parlay with both teams to score. That's uh, that's the official that's the official parlay prediction. I'm gonna bet it when we get done with this. Brian, I thank you for uh, filling in for Ted. Uh, folks, thanks for listening to the show. Folks, thanks who were here for the live show. We appreciate it. Uh, remember, we're on patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. You can subscribe <clears throat> to the Twitch stream if you'd like. Uh, and we're here normally every Monday at 830. This was a weird week. Uh, we did not do it last week, but we'll be back next Monday at 830 talking DC United. For those of you who are here watching live right now, we're going to take a short break and then come back with Kindred Spirits and talk Washington Spirits, another team from the D.C. area who is disappointing in a massive way. But at least this time, this is less their fault. So we've got that. So for for Brian, I am John, uh, and we will catch you next week. Vamos. Vamos. Vamos.